Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, what's up, Adam? How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Really good. Good. You uh, you excited to get another podcast in today? Yeah, dude. It's about time. Yeah. We yeah. we gotta get better at this, man. I know we do. More consistent. That's what we're missing right now. Yeah, dude. That's your job. That's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this today, and uh, let's get your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, dude. I'm pumped. I can't believe it's finally here. Finally got through uh, Pro Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. the exciting Pro Bowl Sunday that we all were waiting for. I honestly don't even know who won. Do you know? Oh, off the top of my head, not really. I think the AFC won, but that's just a guess. A twenty-six-seven. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's it was one of the lowest-scoring uh, Pro Bowls I think in the past few years. Really? So yeah, yeah. Is that just you guessing again, or is this? Really- no, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's one of those uh, scoring Pro Bowls. Last year, it set the record with both teams scoring over fifty sit uh, fifty some. So, really, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, man. Well, I'm just messing, up, but I'm pumped about this Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. Got my boy Ty Gurley playing in his first Super Bowl ever. I get to see mm-hmm. him grow up from a fantasy stud, league champion, to an actual Super Bowl contender. So I'm pumped about that. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm excited to see if the Rams are for real and if they can take on the evil empire of Brady and Belichick and actually uh give them a run for their money and I'm also I'm I'm not gonna lie man like I've grown up my entire life cheering against Brady just because mm-hmm. it's so obnoxious you know growing up cheering yep. for a losing team and seeing another team be so successful that I've just always cheered against them. But now this Super Bowl and the last Super Bowl, I've kind of been rooting for them. I mean, low key, like I'm, I was happy the Eagles won. Yeah. And I'll be happy if the Rams win, but I'm also going to be kind of excited if the Patriots win, just because I mean, Brady and Belichick already have five under their belt together. And to see them win a sixth and know that they could compete for a seventh too, like that's just incredible. Like I don't know how many times we're gonna see that in our lifetime. So probably never again, honestly. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for both sides of the ball, it's seeing what the Rams offense can do, and then seeing how Brady holds up against against that Rams uh, that Rams defense that's stacked with mm-hmm. a bunch of big names. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of the stats and um, just over-unders and just, you know, start off that way. And then we'll go dive into each team specifically and what we're really looking for out of each. That sound all right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with the spread. It's New England minus 2.5, which means that um, the Rams, you know, you have to pick. If you have to choose pick them, the Rams will get two points over the uh, Patriots. Who would you choose in the in the spread and why, I guess? Um. Wow. So it's minus two and a half to the Patriots, right? So yes, the pa- yes. Patriots are expected to win. Mm-hmm. But if the Rams win by a field goal, then they beat that if, spread, right? If the Patriots win by the field goal, um, they beat that spread. But oh, if the, the Patriots Patri- win by two, they lose that spread. Okay. okay. Um, honestly, dude, I would give it to the, to the Patriots then. I, mm-hmm. think that, I think that the Patriots – could easily win this game by a field goal. Um, if it was three and a half, that'd be a much harder bet for me. But okay. uh, 
I was honestly, you'd be proud of me, Adam. I was doing some research before this and I was mm-hmm. looking up uh, all of the Patriots Super Bowl history. And I was surprised to see that in 02, that was the, the first win for the Patriots with the Belichick Brady di- started that dynasty. Mm-hmm. And it was against who other than the Rams. Yep. And uh, they won by three. And then in 04, they won by three again. 05, they won by three. So they've been in a lot of close field goal winning games. They lost by three to the Giants in 08, and they lost by four to the Giants in in 12, in 2012. Mm-hmm. They beat the Seahawks by four in uh, 2015, mm-hmm. beat the Falcons by four in 2017, and lost to the Eagles by eight in 20. In 2018, that was last year. Okay, so, so there hasn't been any two like uh, two digit like, yeah, like a ten so point that, deficit. I mean, any either way, that might right? sound kind of boring. Me just throwing that all out there, but I mean, just to get through it quickly, like yeah, I mean, they had their first four appearances with Brady and Belichick. It was a three point ball game. Uh, three of them went in favor of the Patriots, and one of them went against them. And then okay, you know, I mean. That's the thing about the Patriots. They're always in an exciting Super Bowl game. So, I mean, it's obviously different teams, different players, but you still got Belichick and you still got Brady and you still got a good kicker behind them. So I think that they could easily beat that spread by two and a half with another game-winning field goal. So Okay. Okay. I would have to lean towards the Rams with the spread, and I would actually pick the Rams straight up. I um, What I mean, I didn't look up the – um, the history of Patriots Super Bowl wins and losses, but what I know uh, you need to do to beat the the uh, Patriots is to have interior pressure where you have Donald and Sue coming up front and make it difficult for Brady to step up and hit him a little bit. When he gets hit, him and Manning, they both seem to be a little shaky when they get hit, and that's something that you have to do to, or or Brady will pick you apart. Also, uh, they have decent secondary with Tlaib, Shields, and uh, – uh, Marcus Peters out there. So I think that they'll be able to match up with the Patriots weapons pretty well. And, you know, they don't really have anyone other than Edelman who's going to get any separation. He's not going to get much anyway. You know, they have Gronk, which is a huge asset, but he's not the same Gronk that we're used to. And yeah. he's not, you know, so I think that um, I would, I'm, I'm leaning Rams. Maybe it's just with my heart and stuff. And I believe Sean McVay's offense is going to, he'll have something ready for Belichick. I know Belichick takes away what you're best at. And I don't know if Gurley's a hundred percent healthy and I'll probably double team up. Uh, Braden Cooks, but I think that Sean McVay is going to be ready for it and prepare Jared Goff for uh, a shootout almost, I guess. Yeah. Now, so. that being said, I would not be surprised if the Rams win this game. <clears throat> I was just oh, no. saying if I took the spread, that's why. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, what else are your thoughts on, like? Um, well, I mean, <clears throat> I just, I, you know, I just – what I'm really looking at right now is just the matchup between quarterback, the quarterback's matchup, you know, Brady and uh, Jared Goff. And then I'm also looking at the coaching matchups, Bill Belichick and Sean McVay. Did you know that, uh, did you know that Belichick's 66 years old and Sean McVay's 33? <laughs> like he's half his age, which That's is insane. insane. And, and then Tom um, Brady's older than him. <laughs> yeah. And Tom, yeah, Tom Brady's older than Tom Brady's 41 and Sean McVay just turned 33. So that's an eight year difference which is absurd, just like starting quarterback versus head coach. But, yeah, Brady's four, uh, 41 and Jared Goff's 24. So that's a 17-year difference as well. So it's just re- like experience versus, you know, young, 
intuitive, you know, offensive minds and players. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. And that's something a matchup I want to see. I don't know. I, I mean, you typically lean on experience here because the Patriots have been here uh, nine of the last 18 years since uh, Brady's been on the Patriots. So, you know, you would typically take experience there. But I want to see, you know, what the young mind Sean McVay has because, I mean, it seems like he's wrecked this league so far. Um, a stat that I looked up earlier uh, for the Rams offense is, in 2015 and 2016, they were the worst. They had the worst offensive efficiency in the NBA or NFL. NFL. And last year, they were the eighth best offensive efficient team, and uh, they were the third best this year. So it just shows like that Sean McVay effect, where Todd Gurley goes from averaging under three yards a carry to him leading the league, uh, being the of NFL's best running back. So um, that's something I really want to see is the coaching matchup between Belichick and McVay. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's where, that's why it's hard to just give it to the Pats, where it's like, oh, they've got Bill Belichick, check. They win the coaching battle. They've got Tom Brady, check. They win the the quarterback battle. That's mm-hmm. a, that's the thing this year where I'm actually, you know, confident in in uh, Sean McVay's ability to to out coach Bill Belichick potentially. You know, usually mm-hmm. it's like. Like you said, you take the experience over the youth. Like, it just what you were saying, where the Patriots are just these old veterans who just know what they're doing. They've been here. You know, Belichick and Brady have, have five Super Bowls together. And then you've got this young squad where their coach is 33 and, like, you know, is, is seven years younger than than Tom Brady. So you think, man, there's there's just no chance for these Rams. But – they're the they're the more hype team, I would say, just uh, talent wise, and just they finally have that other brilliant mind across the field coaching against them too. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So I think uh, you were I think you were the well, one who sent me a tweet about Sean McVay how back in 02, whenever the Patriots were playing the uh, the Rams in uh, that Super Bowl, Sean McVay was a quarterback in in high school. That's how far that he's come now. You, I, you know, yeah. Oh, two. Yeah. the head coach of this Rams team was literally playing quarterback in high school. Wow. And I Tom believe, Brady and Bill Belichick were winning their first Super Bowl together. I believe Sean McVay's senior year, he was playing receiver for the Miami Redhawks against Julian Edelman, who was playing quarterback for the Kent State Flashes. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just like there's multiple, you know, storylines here that tie them together where the, yeah, it's just, it's just funny. You know, how, how young Sean McVay is and how long they're going to stay. I have a question here. What do you think about the Rams potentially being the next Patriots overall? Because Sean McVay is 33 years old. Jared Goff's 24. We can <clears throat> safely say that they're both going to have 10 years together, barring injury or anything like that. What do you think about them potentially being the next dynasty? Because the Patriots, I mean, Brady said he wants to play it for at least four more years, which is pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I just want to hear your thoughts on the Rams potentially being the next great dynasty in the NFL. Um, hmm, that's a tough question because I, I mean, could definitely see it. They definitely have the coach in mind, but I, I just don't know if it's going to happen that fast. You know, I think that a lot of people were taking the Brady Belichick dynasty for granted. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Jared Goff is going to be a Tom Brady. Um, and I don't think, you know, Todd Gurley playing the running back position is going to be at a position that can last for a Patriots-like dynasty. So mm-hmm. 
I feel like Sean McVay, I feel like he has the brilliant mind, but I don't think that you're ever going to get a player like Brady to just carry out your system for, Mm -hmm. for 19 years, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That that's, I mean, that's why it's just hard to give it to him. I don't think that anyone is nowhere. No one is close to what the Patriots have right now. And Mm -hmm. I just don't see it happening that fast. I, I agree with you on that, and I just want to add one more thing to that, and maybe two more things. But uh, I also want to add that, you know, the Patriots, you know, they've, they've dominated the division year in and year out. And their divisions, all teams are below 500 if you exclude the Patriots games, where they obviously Patriots win majority of the games there against their division. So they're all under 500. You know, you have – and then in the Rams division, uh, you have Russell Wilson at quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Josh Rosen, who – you know, are all decent quarterbacks. You know, Josh Rosen's young. We'll see what he turns out to being or not being, I guess. But, you know, Garoppolo has high potential, I feel like. And then Wilson's already won a Super Bowl. So, like, he'll have to, they'll have to compete against them year in and year out. So that's also another aspect that you're going to have to face. And that could stop, you know, the Rams from becoming the next great dynasty. But they have, you know, the pieces. If you had to choose one team right now to be the next one, I believe it'd be them and or the Chiefs right now, just because they have the great quarterback. Well, you know, the Chiefs have a great quarterback, and Andy Reid's a great offensive mind. But then you also have Sean McVay, who I absolutely love as a head coach, and, you know, and then uh, Jared Goff, who's 24. So see, that's a, it's just something else. That's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Seahawks, because if there was going to be another dynasty to come, I would have said that it would be the Seahawks with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And look at how that panned out. It, it just mm-hmm. hasn't yet, you know? I thought that they yeah. had the head coach. I thought they had the quarterback. I was mm-hmm. much more confident in Russell Wilson than I am in Jerry Goff. And then they had the defense. And yeah, they only ended up winning one Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I want to ask you this then. How much do you think the locker room and coach's presence really matters then? Because Pete Carroll and that locker room, they were very vocal about, you know, just – everything it seemed like and then the Patriots you don't talk about anything you don't hear any peeps of them you don't hear them talking about the competition or anything it's always just you know show up day in day out keep doing your job you know you know I think Gronk last year when during a press conference he just stopped what he exactly what he was saying and just like say I don't want to say anymore I don't want anyone you know you know what I mean he just like stopped completely and he was yeah and you know, frozen in fear of Belichick but the, the Seahawks seemed to have that locker room where they just kept talking and just talked themselves you know apart pretty much, you know, okay, they had trouble with Russell Wilson being quarterback or they were mad at him, you know, getting all the credit or a lot of the credit that they felt that they deserved the defense did. So it just seemed like maybe that kind of structure, you know, the culture in different places. So what are your thoughts on that? And that's, that's why I can't give it to the Rams because the Rams have so much hype around them right now. And Mm -hmm. Sean McVay is a great coach, but he's not a Bill Belichick where he, he talks to the media. He feeds into the mm-hmm. hype. So does mm-hmm. Todd Gurley. Um, I mean, they're not like major head cases or anything like that, but it's just like that's that's what makes a team so great and just seem so untouchable is whenever they just know they're great and they don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And there's no other team that's on that level yet. That's why I'm weary of the Rams is because – uh, ESPN loves them. You know, everyone loves them. Everyone's talking about them and they're yeah. talking about themselves too. Not that they're, you know, too cocky or head cases, but they're just, they're, they're feeding into the hype. So it's just, those are the teams that I stay weary of. That's why 
I mean, Patrick Mahomes, there's major hype behind him, and he talks too, but I would be more inclined to say that the Kansas State Chiefs are the next the next dynasty to come because would be, I, yeah, yeah. I have more confidence in an Andy Reid who's the more he's the more Bill Belichick ass coach. But mm-hmm. you know, people are also saying times are changing. All the new hires yeah. this year are practically spitting images of of um of Sean McVay, you know. Mm-hmm. If you were if you were just <laughs> having dinner with Sean McVay, then they say that they'd hire you. You know, I, if I'm hearing radio hosts <laughs> yep, I've heard that. say I've heard something that. <laughs> like that, it's like annoying because they just keep saying it. Like if you have the same haircut, whatever, and you're going to get hired <laughs> in this league. So we'll see if it pans out, but honestly, I don't see it panning out. I think that there's, I mean, that's what it is to be great. There's just so few to do it and they're mm-hmm. humble and quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. And, um, I mean, it's asking a lot for Jared Goff to live up to the Brady-esque, you know, and just be consistent like that day in and day out and just be the player that Brady was, you know, be clutch, go to multiple Super Bowls, put time in the offseason to work on your body consistently, take pay cuts, you know, because they're paying Todd Gurley more than any other running backs I think has been paid per year, you know, and that's good for the Rams because he's a very important piece. But, like, the Patriots, they have a, you know, stable backs back there consistently and, you know – Brady yep. takes pay cuts. He should. Be, he Brady could be the highest paid quarterback if he wanted to, you know. But he takes pay cuts. I think he's in the middle of uh, of quarterbacks getting paid right now, and it just helps them be flexible in other positions, you know. So that's yeah. And it's the environment you're in too. I mean, whenever you think of, whenever you think of uh, Boston, Boston sports, just New England, like mm-hmm. what do you think about? You think about great sports. You think about the Celtics. Yes. You think about Bird, Russell. Think about Brady, Belichick. I mean. The Red Sox, like it's just a championship town, you know, the Bruins. Yeah, it's a championship city. And I mean, it's it's in the it's on the uh, East Coast. It's it's cold there, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's whenever you think of L.A., you think of stardom, you think of the celebrities, you think of all the hype. Like, I just feel like that's harder to sustain a dynasty driven culture, you know, Mm -hmm. so. I don't know. I yeah. also think about those factors too. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I have another uh, topic of discussion for this, the Super Bowl. I just want to ask about what are your thoughts about Brandon Cooks going from the Saints um, in 2016 to 17 for a first round pick to the Patriots, and then from the Patriots to the Rams for another first round pick. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. A player who's been with both organizations in the last two years. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm kind of confused by it, honestly. I thought that. Cooks was a solid player. Like, I mean, he was a first-round mm-hmm. draft pick, and he played well with Drew Brees. Uh, he played well with Brady. Um, he's playing well now. It's just like I didn't understand why he kept on getting shipped off because it's not mm-hmm. like I never hear anything about him in the news of being like this yeah. this huge wide receiver diva like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. or an Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. Like, then I wouldn't be as surprised. But for some reason, they just keep on teams – will get them and they keep on passing on them. I mean, yeah. I mean, they are some, getting first round picks out of, which is nice, but it's also yeah. like the saints first round pick and the Patriots are the Rams first round or Patriots first round pick and Rams first round pick, which isn't that high, but still like, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see. I just, I don't, I don't know how to assess it, honestly, because mm-hmm. I think that he's a solid producing player and you know, yeah. he, they, like you said, they get first round picks out of him, but why do yeah. teams keep moving on from him so quick? 
I don't know. I mean, McVeigh came out this week talking about because uh, the question got brought up to him, and he said he's not going anywhere for the next like four years. So it's he has a home for now in L.A., which is good weather and a nice young quarterback. So it'll he'll be set for the next few years. But yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. It was an interesting take just because he's been with the Patriots and now Rams the last two years, and then Saints who are runners up this year. So it's just yeah. funny how that worked out. I think he fits well in Los Angeles. I'm excited to see him be a part of the future with them. If McVay's Mc, mm-hmm. telling the telling the truth, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other topics you'd like to talk about on this? I have a few more, but I just want to see if you have any chime in. Well, mine. A lot of what I was looking into was like the history of this. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to veer us off in that direction yet. If you still okay. want to talk about some pertinent things, but. I just, I'll just throw it out there. Like I, I was, I didn't realize that they played each other in O two, and that that was mm-hmm. the start of the Patriots dynasty. Yeah, and that the person who hit that game-winning field goal was Adam Vinatieri, mm-hmm. and it was time-expiring, game-winning, forty-eight-yard field goal. And uh, I mean, just as a kicker myself, I you got to admire that that he came up that big for them. And I was looking into his stats and I saw how uh, ESPN also said that the Colts are bringing him back. He's going to mm-hmm. be 46 this next year. Yeah. And I think people forget that Adam Vinatieri like literally had like a second life, a second career with the Patriots where he pay- played those 10 seasons with them. And mm-hmm. he won two Super Bowls with them. And then he's had his whole other his, he's like living a double career, double life where yeah. he, he has had, he's going into his 14th season with the Colts now and he's gotten to play with, and he won a Super Bowl with them and got to play with Tom Brady, got to play Andy with Manning. Peyton Manning. Um, and then he also, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, uh, Drew Bledsoe, like he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's had it made um, and how he's the number one leading scorer uh, in the NFL now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not including quarterbacks, but that's because quarterbacks don't actually score across the yeah, football yeah. to the end zone themselves. That's where mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting. I, I was looking that up and seeing how, like, Jerry Rice is the first non-kicker in uh, leading points, and he's at, like, 37 on the list. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw the those two cents <clears throat> out to Adam Vinatieri, what he's done. Yeah how he's uh, the number one leading playoff points uh, scored, too. And mm-hmm. you know who's number two? It's a kicker. Maybe Goskowski? I, Gosk- I don't know. Goskowski's number two. Okay. In yeah, NFL well, it helps history. to be with the Patriots, right? Yeah, dude. It helps to I play for it, the Patriots. I think it goes to say, too, that, you know, people talk about head coaches and quarterbacks, the, that mm-hmm. duo or quarterbacks and wide receivers, but what about the the quarterback-kicker duo tandem? <laughs> Think about it. Uh. Like, Vinatieri's <laughs> had a career in the NFL for as long as you and I have been alive, and it's because yeah. he's played with great quarterbacks, and he's mm-hmm. a consistent leg who's able to tack on those extra points or knock in those field goals whenever the, the great quarterback isn't able to do it himself. And then Gostkowski, yeah. too, you know, he's up there, too. He's a consistent leg. Think of how mm-hmm. many kickers that they've had to go through this year just in the NFL alone because they're not able to hit those clutch shots. 
like Zerline was point. able to hit, you know, this in the past uh, championship Sunday. Yeah, that's a that's what I want to get into next. I mean, maybe uh, Mc, or not McVay, um, Goff and Zerline could be the next duo that you're talking about here. Cause, yeah, man. You know, Zerline has the leg to kick it from almost anywhere on the field. It looks like Andy's clutch, which is awesome to see. But it's got ice yeah. in the leg, man. Mm-hmm. Which is insane, and we hit two big ones, you know, last or two weeks ago. So it's it'll be interesting. I mean, having a having a kicker is is very valuable as well. It's like it's just invaluable. Like you just don't. It's invaluable <sighs> and it's undervalued. You know? Yeah, it's undervalued as well. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a good kicker, you know, you don't, you never know. Like if the Ram, uh, I don't know. It's just. But it's also so hard to get right, you know. Like. Yeah. I remember. I remember who was it? The Jets drafted. Uh, Mike Nugent in the second round. Mm-hmm. He was coming yeah. out of OSU. He was a stud kicker. He's still playing. Uh, he was playing for the Bengals last year, but mm-hmm. he didn't live up to the hype. You know, people try. Roberto Yeah, Roberto Aguayo got cut by second round by Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah, I mean, people understand that they're valuable, but it's just like you can't assess them like any other position because it's such a head game. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Zerline, Zerline came up big for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you think of those, those two uh, thrilling overtime uh, championship games? I was driving back from Cincinnati at the time. So I was listening to it on the radio and I was just very excited about, I guess, both of them, you know, I don't think that the new, um, that the rules need to change at all. Both teams need to score or uh, have a chance at the ball. I don't, I don't really like that too much. I like the way it is right now where to kick a field goal, you have a second, you know, opportunity or, um, the other team has an opportunity to score a touchdown or a field goal to tie it up and then next score wins. I like that thought, but I don't really like, you know, if the Patriots score a touchdown uh, like they did against the Chiefs, that I don't think the Chiefs deserve to touch the ball because I think we talked a little bit earlier, you know, um, it's a three-team three, three team game pretty much, like special teams, defense, and offense. So it's just not one, you know. Yeah. But you can talk about that a little bit if you'd like. No, yeah, I agree completely. Like, I've – I've been listening to the radio, got that serious XM going. So listen to like the NFL station, you hear people call in talking about how upset they are with uh, these overtime rules. And like, I remember they changed them like five years ago where before it was just, if you hit a field goal, then it's over, which I, I always thought that was unfair. You know, mm-hmm. when the coin toss, you move the ball like 35, 40 yards and you hit a field goal mm-hmm. to win it. That's, I don't think that's fair, but now I think it's hypocritical because everyone was complaining about these, these rules and how they're favoring the quarterback and the offense so much this year. And that it's just obnoxious to see how, how the defense is just getting shafted by these new rules. And then in overtime, the defense actually has a chance to win the game for their team by Mm -hmm. stopping an offense. Like that's all they have to do. They have to stop the offense from putting the ball in the end zone on the first mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. All they, they like, can hold them to a field goal, but all they have to do is stop the offense from moving the ball 80 yards, getting it past the goal line. And mm-hmm. people are upset about that. And I think that's ridiculous because I think that that's undervaluing the defense and being hypocritical saying that they want to see this offense, you know, mm-hmm. like everything that they were complaining about saying that it was just, so much in favor of the offense now they they were saying yeah i want to see the offense do more mm-hmm. so that's my that's my two cents on that too man 
Yeah, and you, I mean, you have the Patriots, you know, going right down, driving down the field on the Chiefs' defense, which has been a liability all year for them. And uh, then you have the Rams' defense, which has been sort of a strength for them. They're pretty balanced, I think. But, like, the Rams' defense getting interception from Drew Brees, who's one of the all-time greats, and then Jared Goff getting him in, you know, field goal position for Zerline to hit it. Like, you know, it just it just happens. You know, the Rams' defense won the game for them or was a, was were a big part of them winning the game. And – the Chiefs defense weren't, you know, so that's pretty much what you look at as well, just like you're talking about. Defense yeah. step up or they don't, you know, so. And there, I mean, yeah, I completely understand for Saints fans to be upset about that blown call, but mm-hmm. that's not the playoff rules that are, that they should be upset about. And they're not, you know, it's the Kansas City fans that are more upset about playoffs, but mm-hmm. the playoff rules, but yeah, that was an yeah. unfortunate blown call, but it happens. Mm-hmm. There were a few missed calls in the game, though. You know, it's not going to define the game. I mean, if, you know, if Sean Payton throws the ball or runs the ball instead of throwing it on first down when they're in their own red zone, then there's 40 seconds off the clock there. Right. And, you know, or they blow a timeout. And it's just – I mean, there's other ways. There's other things. It's not just like that's the one. It's never just one play. I know one play can have a huge impact on a game, but it's never just the one – you know, just the one play. There's there's everything else that goes into it. You can't just keep complaining about it. Exactly. So It's not a game-defying – uh, blown call. Mm-hmm. It's just a blown call that happened on a game-defying play. Yeah, and they also had an opportunity to win, like you said. They had the ball first in overtime, and they could have ran the ball out earlier. Like, I mean, there's just other things that, you know, were factors there. It's not just like, okay, they lost the game on that play completely. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. that. They had a oh, chance in overtime and everything else, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, let's do this. If you had to choose the Patriots defense or the Ram or Patriots defense or the Rams offense, who do you think has the advantage there? And I guess why, or vice versa, the Rams defense and the Patriots offense to start, you can choose which one you want to go with. Uh, well, Patriots like, defense, Rams offense. I give that to the Rams offense, man. They, mm-hmm. they have so much firepower and they've got Sean McVay on the plays. And I know that they've got Bill Belichick on the plays on the other side that he's mm-hmm. known for the defensive mind, but I would still, if I have to bet, I'm going to bet on the Rams there. Now, mm-hmm. uh, vice versa, that's a tougher call, honestly. I think that mm-hmm. the Rams also have the firepower on their defense. Um, but I think that I would have to give the edge to Brady because okay. I just know that when it when the game is on the line and when it matters, when I, not just the game on the line, but, you know, the title on the line, I know that Brady shows up and then he Mm -hmm. can, his game is elevated. He can pick defenses apart and uh, I would give Brady the edge there. So I give the offenses the edge in both cases. Okay. So are you expecting a shootout then? What's that? Are you expecting a shootout then? Like a shootout, like a high scoring game or what are you looking for then? I'm not necessarily expecting a shootout though. Okay. I just think that it's going to be – I just think it's going to be a good game moving the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's going to be like a, you know, 28 to 31 type game. Okay. And then it, and then it's a coin toss on who who gets a chance to hit that game-winning field goal, whether it's mm-hmm. Zerline or um, Guskowski. Guskowski. Okay. Um, I – I don't know. I might be crazy, you know, and that's fine. I can be wrong about this, but I'm I'm just going to stick with it. I think the Rams are going to win. I think they'll be the first team to beat them by double digits in a Super Bowl. I um, 
I feel pretty confident really? with them. Yeah, I like the Rams' defense against the Patriots' offense, and that's the big reason. I think Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue up front, getting interior pressure, that's what Brady hates. That's his weakness is just not being able to step up in the pocket, and his receivers aren't going to give him separation. You know, They don't have like a Josh Gordon, at least Josh Gordon of like what, 2014, 2015 or whatever. They don't have that player. Gronk's, you know, not as good as he used to be. He's still pretty good, and he can do something. But, like, he had one catch against the uh, Chargers in the uh, divisional round. So, I don't know. I just think that the Rams' defense, they're going to be ready for him. And they still have Wade Phillips, who's an amazing defensive, you know, coordinator. I'd rather have Belichick, you know, overall just because he's a better coach. He's probably the best coach ever. But still, like, I, I think that the Rams have the pieces on defense to keep Brady in check, keep it a low scoring on their side. And I think that – the offense, good offense would be good defense typically. And I so think the, McVay with two weeks to prepare and Gurley getting healthy, I think that the Rams are going to be able to move the ball on the Patriots. I mean, they're typically – they're known for being um, – Ben, don't break. And they, they let a lot of yards go up, but they don't let them score. I think that with the running attack they have, the offensive line they have, the offensive mind in McVay and Goff, you know, improving each and every week, I think that they're going to um, – they might, they might pull away from them and we'll see what happens from there. But I think that the Rams are going to pull away. So that re- that receiver that can beat them over the top that you're talking about that the mm-hmm. Patriots don't have Adam, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's Brandon Cooks from last year, right? That is Brandon Cooks from last year, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I wonder, I wonder if they would go back and uh, pull that trade off the table if they knew that they're going to be playing the Rams in the Super Bowl and that let's... and that they would uh, would not have a Josh Gordon or someone else like that in their receiving mm-hmm. core this year. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I mean. I don't. I think the Rams would do it again if they could. Let's put it yeah. that way. Oh, so if, if that I mean, tells you anything, right? Yeah, yeah. It's addition by subtraction. And it's addition by addition for them. So. Yeah. So I mean, that's. Yeah, and I think that that could be a deciding factor. Um, I think Belichick is going to double team Brandon Cooks, and he's going to put Stephon Gilmore one on one with Robert Woods. I think missing Connor Cup's going to be difficult for him because he's a pretty good, you know, third receiver, third option for him. But I think having Gurley closer to 100. percent I don't think he's going to be 100. percent You know, he's had a banged up knee and he's missed a few weeks. I think the first round bye was really big for him. And then I also think that, uh, you know, this week bye is going to be big for him, but CJ Anderson's to come on. And if they both can, you know, split the load decently with the way CJ Anderson has been playing, I think they're going to be, you know, pretty explosive overall. I, I just am very excited about that. So, and one more thing, one more thing. I just uh, forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, out of the last six Super Bowls, um, teams, both teams who have gone to this last six Super Bowls have had a first round bye. So that's just an interesting fact. And that really shows the regular season, you know, wins and losses really matter, you know, like, so uh, that's something Wait, else so, I want to throw in so there. That's that. Are you saying on both sides, AFC and NFC? The- AFC and NFC, win or lose. Yes. Both teams have had a first round bye the last six years. Wow. Being a one or two C, which is, so that means that, you know, they only had to beat two teams to make mm-hmm. it to the Super Bowl, which is yes. crazy to think about because, they just have to win two games, whereas, you know, that's just so unlike uh, the MLB or the NBA, where they literally have to win three series, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. could go up to seven games apiece just to get to the NBA finals until yeah. they're fighting for another seven games to get those potentially to get those four wins, which, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL, it's. It's just interesting because it's that shows how there's so much more weight on the regular season, whereas mm-hmm. in uh, every other major league sport, especially um, 
basketball, there's a lot less weight on on the regular season. So that's kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. So that was that was probably the most interesting fact I've heard about you know the Super Bowl or anything recently, just because it just shows how important. Yeah, the regular season is each and every week is so important that you know yeah, you sometimes you get 16 like week, sixteen weeks of games. I mean, seventeen yep. weeks, but sixteen games. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. That's why I think football is kind of, I don't know. I think that's why I got a good spark this year. One, having Patrick Mahomes was huge. Having Mm -hmm. him uh, have this breakout season and everything. And the Rams continue to do what they were doing under Sean McVay. But, uh, you know, everyone last year was talking about NFL ratings going down and NBA ratings go up. But this Mm -hmm. year it's actually been vice versa. Like NBA ratings have gone down a little bit and NFL ratings have gone up. And, I mean, right now they're competing against each other, so it's expected NBA ratings might go down a little bit. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that it shows that there's just more of a competitive nature that goes into every single game in the NFL, whereas the NBA is just like, you know, it's exciting. There's a lot of drama going on, and there's a lot of good talent there, but it can kind of get boring sometimes, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one more thing is um the recent rule changes for uh, the the catch rule and like how you can't hit receivers as much as you used to and like what a, a roughing the passer is you know offense is higher and typically people like offense more than defense you know you talked about them being hypocritical earlier wanting both you know offenses to be out there whenever it's, it uh, defense could win you the game but uh yeah I mean the the rules recently especially this past year have all been going towards the offense so that might have had some effect on the ratings you know yeah. it might help Pat Mahomes get fifty you know touchdowns this year it might help you know Brady play a little bit longer without getting yeah. roughing the passer oh, even when they have the ball you know stuff like that so that's something else that the uh NFL has done to you know I guess spark interest well from, that's the uh, thing viewers. like it's a it's annoying to see all those uh penalty calls um mm-hmm. but at the same time just <clears throat> the fans got to be honest like obviously the ratings have gone up and they were upset with overtime with uh not being fair that every offense got to touch the ball so They've just got to yeah. be honest with themselves and actually admit that they enjoy seeing the offense more. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's what these rules do. And like you said, it's given Brady a longer career and it's allowing all these records to be broken. I would just be mm-hmm. kind of, I would be feel slighted though. If I, if I grew up playing in the NFL in like the, the earlier days in the eighties or the nineties or even early two thousands where it's like, you know, those records, it's so mm-hmm. hard to, to compare, like, cross-generation like this yeah. now with the new rules and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's almost like you hear about a rule being broke or a record being broken, like, every year. Or, yeah. I don't know. It just seems yeah, like a record, a record carries less weight now almost. I was going to say, you have, almost have to go by errors to judge who's, you know, the greatest of anything. Right. I mean, you can go by Super Bowls as well because Super Bowls are going to stay consistent because the rules are consistent throughout the league. You know what I mean? So you could also look at that. That doesn't have to carry all the weight, but it does carry some. You know what I mean? Like it, because it's a way you can judge, okay, well, against your competition, you did this, right? Like that does help. Yeah. With that, well, but I mean, it's also – Even without rule changes though, Adam, it's still the culture of, of – of society or the league at that point because like think of the nba where now players you know are able to dictate where they go like kevin durant can mm-hmm. choose to go to the warriors and tack on anthony some, davis tack, tack on some extra titles anthony davis you know maybe 
he could be going to Boston or LA. LA, one of the two. Who knows? And he could tack on some titles there. Where whereas in the years, in the decades past, that wasn't a socially acceptable thing for a player to demand a trade for a better team. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not like that in the NFL right now, but. Just saying that even if the rules aren't changing, it's still so hard to compare across generations. It is. It is. Yep. I feel like we could get into the whole Michael LeBron debate on this Super Bowl podcast. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, we can revisit that later on, you know, maybe during the playoffs or something like <laughs> oh, that. But uh... <laughs> There's always time for that debate. That debate will yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it probably won't. It probably won't until the next one. Maybe Zion or something comes around and <laughs> – He's going to have to be really good to even get in that conversation. But, yeah, just yeah. – yeah. Um, so uh, th- that's about it for me. you have anything else you want to add? Oh, honestly, dude, I think I hit everything I wanted to. All right. So uh, you said final score you have 31-28 Patriots. Is that what you said final score? 31-28 Patriots, but – Patriots. I'm saying okay. that that's a 49-51, basically a 50-50 coin toss on who has the ball last and who gets their kicker within 60 yards. Because <laughs> I feel like okay. both these kickers can knock down those clutch those clutch field goals. Okay. I think I'm going to go uh, 27-17 Rams. I think that their Rams are going to do it and they're going to control the ball run the ball pretty well with C.J. Anderson and uh, Todd Gurley and have some interior pressure to cause fits for Tom Brady. You know, I think it's going to be similar to the Rams. Or, I mean, not the Rams, the uh, Giants, Patriots, Super Bowls, where they get to Brady, you know, cause him distress, even when he has the probably one of the best offensive, you know, teams ever with Randy Moss when he threw uh, 50 touchdowns. I think that uh, I think they're going to get to him and really disrupt that offense of the Patriots. I don't think they have the weapons they have, and I – Trust the Rams' defense. At least I trust Aaron Donald, and I want to see what, what Sean McVay does for Spellacheck. So, yeah, yeah, twenty-seven, seventeen. All right, that's fair. Yep. So first time uh, double digits against the Pats, or double digit win against the Pats in the Brady Belichick era. I think so. I think right. so. Hey, yep. I just want to throw a shout out to Troy Brown, the wide receiver for the Pats in that okay. two thousand two game that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I just remember this because I was like looking into this. And do you remember him? He was the wide receiver for the Pats, number 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the last guy that I remember in the NFL to play both sides of the ball. He played all three, actually. Like he was a kick mm-hmm. returner, wide receiver, and he played cornerback. Do you remember seeing mm-hmm. him in there? Like it was weird to see number 80 in at cornerback. I don't remember that, no. No, I remember yeah. the name, though. Yeah, dude. But- okay. You don't see that anymore. No, no you don't. No, I mean, you barely see Jabril, that. Like, like you, you saw that, you know, with that Jabril a, in college. You barely see that at a high school level. Yeah, you saw that with Jabril Peppers in, in college a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, like, you get the rush on the goal line. I mean, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I don't really know. And he wasn't even that full-time. It was just like, you know, no. the occasional, here's like five offensive plays a game or something like that. It's not like it was, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a whole yeah. lot. But that's a Yeah, okay. Shout out to Troy Brown. There you go. Yeah, dude. That's Thanks Super the first Bowl. First shout out we've had. John Madden was announcing that Super Bowl, man. That'd be something else. The Rams yeah. had Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, <clears throat> and then the <throat> the awesome wide receiver duo of Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I would pick those guys in my Madden, like, fantasy <laughs> all the time. Well, well what about – um? We got we got Romo though announcing ours, so we're gonna know everything that's happening before it happens. Is he really? Right? So yeah, he's in, yeah. CBS has it. So Wade <sighs> Phillips jokingly earlier this week said, "Um, how do you plan on stopping Tom Brady?" And he said, "I'm gonna get mic'd up with uh, Tony Romo up in the booth, and I'll know exactly what's <laughs> going on before before the play happens." So <laughs> I like I mean, it's a pretty good joke with Wade, but I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Romo's. They were both in Dallas together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You <laughs> they have a connection right that. yeah man but uh i thought that was a pretty good you know joke wade had there just you know oh, after yeah, romo dude. i mean i love watching romo just because you can it's a different side of the game you know you get the commentating side yeah. where like okay but he's also played before and he understands what's going on and yeah. can explain you why things are happening so quickly and it's i don't know i i like it some people like don't it. because they don't want to know what's happening but i don't know yeah some people get annoyed because he tries to be the the prophet too many, mm-hmm. too many of the yeah. times where it's just like, all right, Romo, you're not going to get it every time. But yeah. I also like Romo because he's like, he's an easy guy to pick on too. Just to make yeah. fun of. He gets so excited. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that though. I'm happy that it's not ESPN. I'm not a huge fan of these, uh, the new Monday yeah, night. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, I agree. Booger yeah. kind of bugs me, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, just uh, keep an eye out with Romo, and if if you don't want to watch him, then just put it on mute, I guess. But all right, all right. Um, I'll talk to yep. you after the game, man. Yep. All right, I'll see you. Okay. All right, see you. Bye.